This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Recently, an elderly couple died after consuming pufferfish. This couple, both in their early 80s, unknowingly purchased at least two pufferfish from an online vendor. Unbeknownst to some, pufferfish is incredibly poisonous. However, there are certain cultures that have pufferfish as part of their cuisines. So what's unique about pufferfish that make them either deadly or delicacies? I'm Darshan Johan and this is Today I Learned. On the show with me today is Dr. Theo Tiao Chong. He's an associate professor at the Institute of Biological Sciences at the Faculty of Science at University of Malaya. Welcome to the show, Dr. Theo. How are you? Hi, good afternoon. Now, Dr. Theo, let's, before we get into the topic itself, um, I want to just get to know you because um, I don't think there are many pufferfish experts um, per se in Malaysia. Um, so it's very exciting to have you on. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what got you interested in studying pufferfish. Okay, I came to this uh, pufferfish uh, interest when I was doing my bachelor degree in biochemistry in year 1997. Then I met this uh, lecturer, Professor Iksan Ochman, I think who is still teaching in the Monash University now. So he moved from UM to Monash. And he is the one that created the interest in me in pufferfish uh, research in the field of the neurochemistry and then marine toxicology. So, mm-hmm. And because I was born in a fisherman village right. and I grew up in a fisherman village, so I'm very familiar with the fishes, you know, the seafood, all the marine creatures. So that's how the interest was created. When I took the project, it's because the pufferfish toxin is not a protein. It is a, a nitrogenous uh, compound, we call it, because it, it contains the nitrogen uh, element. Mm-hmm. So it is more stable to do the research compared to you do protein, because protein, you need to keep it uh, minus 80, you know, very difficult to handle. So the toxin from pufferfish is easy to handle, and it cannot be destroyed by heating. That means cooking, heating will not uh, destroy the toxin. The toxin is called tetrodotoxin. And instead, the toxin will be liberated from the meat or the organs of the fish after cooking. Right. Okay, let's dive into that a little bit more, Dr. Tio. What are the unique features of pufferfish um, that either make them deadly but at the same time, delicacies in many countries or, or some countries. Okay. Uh, the pufferfish, the, the word puffer comes from the word puffy. So it will uh, swallow a lot of air when it's caught to inflate the body into two or three times of the original size of the body. And at that time, the spike also will be shown. But when it is before the inflation, you cannot see the spike. It, it's just a brittles. So the size uh, is bloated and if the predator fit, fit on it, it will be choked at, uh, at the throat of the predator. Right. So that's how it's anti-feeding. Uh, in terms of toxin, it has, it has toxin and 
it also has a lot of secretion on the skin. It's very slimy, and that secretion contains the tetrodotoxin as well. So it is a uh, anti feeding as well from the predators, uh, and at the same time, it is a food uh, because when I did my experiment last time, we extract it by using actually in the kitchen we call it vinegar, but in the lab it's a three to four percent of acetic acid. Well, vinegar is acetic acid, right? And you boil it for fifteen minutes, and the smell smell like laksa. You know, if you like laksa, then <laughs> it becomes a delicacy <laughs> to the locals. The local, local. Right. Uh, but if you don't like laksa, the first time you saw the fish, you were not lucky because it's very smelly. Then it looks also ugly like a toad. It looks, it looks like a toad. Uh, <laughs> so that is for Malaysian con, uh, context. You know, right. The people here like it maybe of the smell. And this fish is very smell. I think after it is dead for many hours, then you cannot eat it because you will be very smelly. But it, it must be eaten fresh, you know. So when it is fresh, very fishy. Uh, the fishy actually con uh is uh caused by the we call it amide. It's an amide compound that give a fishy smell. So when the fishy smell is very strong, when you cook it, then it will give you a very good laksa smell. But right. people here also sometimes cook uh fried it, deep fry the fish, you know. Okay, so the all the toxin will be there. But you cook with the soup, then you will be in the soup, the toxin. But in Japan it's a different story. Huh. Because they eat it as a raw sashimi. And that sashimi is a delic is a delicacy, is a an exotic food for the Japanese. And actually I saw this sashimi. In the Mid Valley, the Japanese section. Right. I saw right. it before. <laughs> Actually, okay. you can buy it in Malaysia. I think maybe it's still there. You, you can go to Mid Valley or Wanutama. You know, there is a Japanese section. Yes. And you can see the Torafugu there. So in Japan, they farm it as a Torafugu species, which right. is Tora means tiger. Fugu is a official, it's a tiger of a fish. And they farm it. When they farm it, it will not contain the toxin because the toxin it depends on the fish uh, feeding habits. In the sea, in the in nature, nature, uh, there is an algae. This algae causes the red tide, or we call it dinoflagellates. So right. when the fish eat the red tide, other fish die. But this fish is resistant to the tetrodotoxin, so it will accumulate in the body and the organs. So in Japan, they farm the torafugu, but still they after they cut, they will soak it in water for two or two three hours to right. avoid any toxication. Uh, then that's how they they you know they eat it as a delicacy. Right. But some of them they take the wild one, and they take the meat with a little bit of the tetrodotoxin, and after eating, they drink the sake. They got the trans-like feeling. Hey, 
Okay, so there's so many interesting things you're saying here. I, I just want to clarify something, Dr. Teo. Uh, yes. Earlier you mentioned that the, the difference between the way the Malaysians generally eat and let's say the Japanese is the Japanese eat it raw in, in the sashimi type of way and, and Malaysians usually cook it. I, I'm wondering, um, if you cook it, does that mean it, the poison and everything is gone? Like let's say if you make like a fish stew or something like that, um, you know, puffer fish stew, is it safe to eat just like that or do you... Um, have to go through certain processes as well. The principle is like that. The after cooking, the toxin, most of the toxin should go to the soup, the water, because right. it dissolves in hot water, but it doesn't dissolve so much in cold water actually. So you right. soak it, the toxin will not come out. But if you cook it with a little bit of acidity. You know, cooking, we, we use some acidity, mm-hmm. like the chuka, the asam jawa, the tamarind. So, it will extract out the, the toxin into the soup. To test the toxicity, I know the method, how to test it. I learned the method from the uh, Japan researcher. The Professor Noguchi, at that time, when I studied this, Fafashish, he came to Malaysia to meet with us. Uh, so he is the authority in Japan. So the method is to use, to cook the fish, take the solution, uh, filter it. We use either filter or centrifuge to get the solution. And I inject it into the mice, the mouse. By intraperitoneal oh. injection, that means you feed them into the stomach. Uh, belly, below belly, there is a space there. And we see how fast the the mouse will die or when, if it is not toxic, then the mouse will not die. Right. So that's how we, it's a properly way to, way to test the tetrodotoxin. Are, are there different species of, of pufferfish? Um, and, and I'm wondering how do pufferfish produce the deadly toxin found in their organs? Okay. In the world, there are 193 species of pufferfish. And in Malaysia, it was found 32 species. So they all belong to the family called Tetraodontidae. And they belong to the order called Tetraodontiformis. So uh, why, why do I want to say this, the order? Under the order, there is a Diodontidae uh, family, which people always, uh, yeah, they make a mistake or they miss. Sometimes the report mislead, you know, mislead. If you if you have been to Sabah, Sarawak, Labuan, the Filipino uh, what call settlement there, you know, in Labuan, they they eat one type of uh, ikan buntal landa, porcupine fish. All right. So a lot of people mix up these two. And they said that, oh, uh, this porcupine fish, uh, they showed the photo of porcupine fish and they said this is the ikan buntal, the puffer fish. So this uh, Sabahan and the people from there, Filipino group, they, yeah, I have friends from there. So they are not very happy with the claim. The people say, oh, your fish is toxic. This is their food. You know, Chebu, right. they eat a lot of the porcupine fish. How yes. can you say, oh, my food is toxic? So they are not happy with that. So I want to clear this, okay? So the tetraodontiformis, under there, there is a tetraodontidae, and then there is a diodontidae. So tetraodon, 
Tetra means four. Uh-huh. Odom means teeth. If you open the mouth of the pufferfish, you see four teeth. Top two and down two. But they are only the normal teeth like a pahat. So the diodon only got two teeth. One one on the, uh, above and then below there is one. So it's a totally a different genus. But people mm. mix them together and say that this diodon, the porcupine fish, is toxic. So this affect the food, you know, in the Cebu, Philippines, Sabah, Labuan. They said, no, 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 our food is not toxic. We have been u- eating it for long, for ages. Uh, okay, this diodon, I, the one that in our Malaysian water is not toxic. Even in Kelantan, my friend from Kelantan, she said, you have to defend this. You know, our food is not toxic. Can you, you know, do something? I say, okay, I will, I will bring this issue out. Your fish is not toxic. So the diodon, the porcupine fish, is not toxic in our Malaysian waters. Only right. some species, maybe in the in the Pacific Ocean, they are toxic. Yeah? So they still keep eating this porcupine fish. And the look is different and the teeth is two. Not like puffer fish. Puffer fish, they don't eat because it is four teeth. On the show with me today is Dr. Teo Tiao Chong, Associate Professor at the Institute of Biological Sciences, Faculty of Science, University of Malaya. After the break, we discuss the medicinal usages of puffer fish and their toxins. Keep it here on Today I Learned, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Today I Learned. I'm Dashan Johan, and on the show with me today is Dr. Tio Tiao Chong. He's a pufferfish expert, and he's also an associate professor at the Institute of Biological Sciences, Faculty of Science at the University of Malaya. And we're talking about pufferfish. So, Dr. Tio, what are the effects of the tetrodotoxins on the human body? Okay, if the fish has tetrodotoxin after eating, the victim huh, will feel numbness in the lips and the tongue. Then we call it paratysia, that means feel tingling or pricking at the face and feel floating and lightness, headache, epigastric pain, that means stomach pain, nausea, uh, like uh, pening, huh? might have diarrhea and vomiting. So that is the first stage if the toxin is not so uh, strong. If the toxin right. is strong, it will pro- proceed to the second stage, which will call paralysis in the victim. So the victim will not be able to move or even sit. It will stand there like a zombie. I will tell you the story. <laughs> then it will cause respiratory stress. Right. Uh, the speech will be affected and it will cause shortness of breath, cannot breathe. Because the diaphragm is affected, you know, the diaphragm mm-hmm. uh, below the lungs. And also it might cause the bluish of the skin because of uh, lacking of oxygen. And the blood pressure can go down to 90, to below 90, 60, systolic and diastolic. Convulsion, that means it will cause uh, epileptic to the victim. And by unco- uncontrolled shaking. Mm-hmm. It also can cause mental impairment and the abnormal uh, heart rhythm. 
Right. And all this occur while the victim is still conscious. So when I, I saw the National Geographic uh, documentary showing the person that uh, uh, got the toxication by tetrodotoxin, Right. So he just stand there and with the eye open and cannot move. The eye also cannot move. So it becomes like a zombie, totally like a zombie. Right. So this tetrodotoxin is one of the ingredients, the main ingredients used by the Hawaiian islands uh, people to create the zombie. So that is the main ingredient to create the zombie. So zombie means the all the nerve is killed, but the person is still conscious and still can walk. So, uh, by the little dose, the little, little dose of the toxin is uh, 10 microgram per kilogram of uh, mouse by injection. You know, by injection, right. that means the, uh, the toxin goes straight to the bloodstream. It just need 10 milligram per kilogram of the body weight. Wow. So one, one mouse is about maybe 50 gram only. So there are many, many mouse that it can kill. Mm-hmm. It's just 10 microgram by injection. But by feeding, it will be 200, around 200 microgram kilo per kilogram. And that is equivalent to about 100 to 250 gram of puffer fish muscle for us to... Uh, ingest the meat, so 100 to 250, like one piece of meat. Right. It can kill a person, a man. Or if it's pure uh, tetrodotoxin, will be half a milligram. So one milligram is very little, I think. You know? Right. It's very little. So half of the milligram can kill a man. So that's really powerful. 1,200 times more toxic than cyanide. You know, cyanide, we got toxicated because of if you eat raw ubi kayu, tapioca. Mm. Tapioca has the cyanide. We need to cook it. If you don't cook it, you will get the poison from cyanide if you eat raw. Can you explain the risks and precautions associated with consuming pufferfish? You, you touched on this earlier, but perhaps you can dive into it a little bit more. You know, both in terms of traditional cuisines and also context of modern food safety standards because... Um, you know, this you are talking about something that is, is more powerful than cyanide, as you um, pointed out, um, but yet it's a delicacy in, in some cuisines and, and we see people buying it in, in, on Shopee and they want to cook at home and, and so on and so forth. Um, how, how do you go about uh, preparing it? Um, is it even advisable for regular people to just buy it and, and cook it at home? How do you approach this? In Malaysia, I don't encourage people to eat Totally, because we right. know it contains the uh, toxin and it, the toxin can appear in all types of organs from the, from the flesh, you know, to the ovary, to the eggs, to the testes, to the liver. So in my work, I test all the parts and all the parts can contain certain amount of the toxin and <laughs> can kill the mice, you know. Right. So not in Malaysia we have to create awareness among Malaysians not to eat this fish. But in Japan, because they have a fugu chef, the fugu chef is uh, certified by their government, so they have the tradition to eat. However, there are still, uh, uh, according to the statistics, 
around 10 people die per year in China, uh, in Japan, due to this uh, pufferfish uh, right. toxin, not properly removed by the uh, uh, fugu chef. So still is not, uh, you know, really can guarantee uh, that it's safe to eat this pufferfish meat. That's why I don't encourage, don't encourage Malaysian to eat this. Yeah. How would you respond to people who then bring up the argument that I thought Dr. Tio, you said if you cook it in soup, you put sugar, asam jawa, then the toxins will come out. Then why you still say I, we shouldn't eat it? How would you respond to that? Oh, there are still some toxin in the, in the meat. You will not extract totally all the toxin from there. Uh, one is saturated. The toxin will be outside and inside of the body of the of a fish. Are there uh, regulations and guidelines in place in Malaysia for the harvesting, sale and consumption of pufferfish? As I know, only Japan and Korea, they have their pufferfuku chef and certified. In Malaysia, no. Because some, actually some people also don't know about what pufferfish is. That's why they mix up with the porcupine fish. <laughs> they don't know there is a four teeth and then two teeth. Yeah. So now we do this program and the other program, then we create awareness. And also I will teach how with the people how to recognize what pufferfish is. You know, are there any medicinal users? Because these are the kinds of things that you, you hear all the time, right? Um, you know, people say, oh, if you eat this, then it's good for your health. If you eat that, then it's... Uh, you know, all sorts of health benefits you get from all sorts of different things you can consume. I, I'm wondering, are there any medicinal uses of pufferfish or their toxins in either traditional or even modern medicine? Do you extract the, the toxics, uh, uh, to uh, toxins from pufferfish um, and use it for medicine? Yeah, of course, there is. And there is also publication on that. Anesthetic. It can be used as anesthetic to replace our... Uh, synthetic anesthetic because it can anesthetize the part or the whole body for operation so that the patient don't feel pain you uh, by this but it must be at the proper concentration of the pufferfish toxin as we know when I okay I, I got this personal communication with, uh, by my professor Professor Iksan he said he went to he, he went to Japan for sabbatical so he was there, you see. So he saw the real thing. So these Japanese, they eat the pufferfish that contains a little bit of uh, the toxin and they drink sake and they feel trans, trans-like and they are happy for three hours. Numb in the limbs. That's what they want to feel. So that means we can apply it in medical as a ubat lali or the anesthetic. This toxin, because we ingest it, so it go to the stomach. Then the toxin diffuse to the nerve of the diaphragm. We call it phrenic nerve. So this right. phrenic nerve, when stop, uh, stop working, uh, the diaphragm cannot, uh, cannot move. So we will, we will not get uh, oxygen to the lungs because the diaphragm help us to get the oxygen from the lungs. Right. Uh, so when you kill the pharynx nerve in the diaphragm, so the person will be lacking oxygen and die. That's right. how you kill. 
before we wrap this conversation up, would you have some final thoughts or a final message or closing thoughts for us? Uh, when I was in this uh, Butterworth, because I grew up uh, in the fisherman village, I went out to the sea with them. And they used these three layers uh, nets to catch the prawns. You know, prawns, they, they have to use a three layers uh, net. And come out, all the prawns is half body only. Because eaten by the puffer fish. Right. The lunaris. Ah, that side is lunaris. The ikan buntal pisang. The yellowish one and like a pisang. Lunaris, moon, like moon also, half moon. They can even broke, uh, what they call, tear. They can tear the net. Yeah, my final uh, word is to advise all the Malaysians, the local inhabitants, don't eat this puffer fish. So I will teach you how to know what, uh, how the puffer fish uh, look like. Of course, when it is, cut, it is caught, it will blow out the body you know, into two, three times the size. Then you see the spine on there. And the skin, they have no skills. Mereka tak ada sisik, ya? No right. sisik. And it's belendir, very slimy. They secret a lot of uh, secretion. So they are very smelly. And you book up the mouth, they have four teeth. So you will see four teeth, you don't eat them. And on that note, Dr. Tio, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, welcome. Most welcome. That was Dr. Tio Tiao Chong, Associate Professor at the Institute of Biological Sciences, Faculty of Science, University of Malaya. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. You just have to look up Today I Learned Podcasts. I'm Dashan Johan, and this has been Today I Learned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.